This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The Kane Mutiny Court Martial is new this month on Paramount+. Plus. The film is a legal drama. It's been adapted a couple of times from a book, once as a play in 1953, and then again as a film in 1954. The latest adaptation stars Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Clark. Michael McNeely is an entertainment critic, and he has thoughts on the new film. Michael is in Studio 7, right next to me, alongside his intervener, Jill. Hey, good morning, Michael. Great to chat with you once again. Thank you for having me. So, Michael, set up the story here. What is the premise of the film? I'm going to try and do it in five sentences or less. There's a captain of a ship. His name is Commander Quigg. And he's a veteran. He's well-respected. And he's been here for a long time. Ultimately, however, in a mission near the coast of Turkey, on the mine-sweeping vessel, the USS Kane, he starts to display some erratic behavior. And ultimately, Lieutenant Moig decides to take over. And that's what we call in the Navy a mutiny or just a bad idea. Perhaps that's what the issue is all about. Was Lieutenant Moig justified in taking over, or should it just have left um, Commander Quig alone? What are some of the bigger themes present in the Kane Mutiny? One of the biggest themes is the respect and adherence to the chain of command, especially in the military and in the Navy. So I have a friend who actually helps run the cadets every year, and he mentioned that they really reinforce the importance of following authority at least 80% of the time. So here is an incident where Lieutenant Moig is not doing that because he fears for the safety of the ship, and he sees that the captain is acting erratically. So that's why there's the legal drama aspect, because that's the court-martial that happens in the Navy headquarters. In the 1954 version, mutiny was punishable by death. But in 2023, mutiny is punishable by 15 years of prison time. Both of those are bad. And so it's really important to consider all the options available before perhaps executing a mutiny. What did the film get you thinking about in regards to mental health and mental wellness? This is a good question because we face it in a lot of different careers, especially when you get into positions of power. For example, we have a lot of conversations about President Biden's uh, mental health. And in cases like this, we would wonder if our commanders are, quote, fit to serve. Mm. And that means they've usually signed a declaration. That means they don't have any mental illnesses 
or they've passed, and they've passed a battery of psychological tests. I think in the movie 2023, it's mentioned that Kiefer Sutherland's character, who is the captain, has done about four weeks of psychological tests. I can't even imagine what that's like. So, the question here is interesting, because it doesn't mean that we're discriminating on the basis of mental health versus a protected ground in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms under Disability, if we say it's is mentally unfit to serve. At the same time, we look up to our leaders and we look up to, you know, expectations of able-bodiedness. So what would that mean if we didn't have those expectations to look up to anymore? So it's a really interesting question. Of course, the film can't address all of that, but it does address some interesting aspects of ignorance of mental health. For example, a lawyer who is trying to defend uh, Commander Quigg asks the question, was Commander Quigg waving his arms around? Was he foaming at the mouth? Those are stereotypical assertions of mental health. And of course, most people don't even do those two things. You did more than just watch the latest adaptation of the film. You went way back in time here and watched the original Kane Mutiny from 1954. What was the main difference you observed between the two different films? The main difference is that the Kane Mutiny in 1954, surprisingly, was able to show what happened on the boat. 2023 just takes place in a naval building. So the 1954 version has the boat scenes, which are great to watch. You get to see the captain acting erratically, and there are some crazy moments, um, just like his obsession with how many strawberries are left after the crew has eaten them. And interestingly enough, in both movies, there is a, there's an issue with the foam screening that the captain was not invited to. So he has a hissy fit about it. And in 2023, he disables all the, all the crew's Wi-Fi. Which I was thinking, okay, fine, that's kind of equivalent to the punishment that yeah, they had that in is. 1954. So basically you've got the crew, or you've got the the sailors complaining about how they can't access their Twitter and their Facebook, which is weird, but whatever. And uh, it's just things like that, small changes that they've modernized. In 1954, they were talking about World War II. In 2023, they're talking about something happening near Turkey and Syria, mm. which is more, you know, relevant for our times. But I still think there's something lost if you don't talk about World War II. But then at the same time, you wouldn't have as many people of color or women participating in the story. So it's a tough one, because if you think about the magic of plays, you can cast anybody you want. But when you start to talk about movies, you're bound by some sort of degree of realism. Mm. So it's tough to, to draw a line between the two. It, it boils down to stylistic choices, and even the choice to show the actions on the boat in linear time before the trial is a different stylistic choice than just showing the trial, like in the 2023 version. Which of those stylistic choices appealed to you more? 
it's a tough question to answer because both of them have their pros. For example, I, I was thinking about the scenes that I saw in 1954 when I was listening to the testimony in 2023. So it mm, was, mm. I kind of cheated there a bit. But I would not want to deprive anyone of missing out on Humphrey Bogart's performance as Captain Craig. <laughs> but Kiefer Sutherland is a national treasure. We have to embrace him. And in all fairness, he's not trying to replace Humphrey Bogart. Nobody in their right mind would do that. It's just two different interpretations of the same person. And that's why we have the play. We have the play so that every community theater can choose to put it on every year. And every year, they'll have a different person playing the actor. And you don't say, well, this person is replacing the other person. Mm. No, we just say, oh, it's this person's turn to do it. So I think that's where it's coming at. And so I was happy I had this opportunity to engage with the material more because mm. the material is complex, it's dense, and, you know, it asks a lot of good questions. Normally I ask you, would you recommend the movie? But in this case, there's two pieces of source material. Would you recommend either or both or none of the above? I think it's up to the viewer to decide if they would like to have the scenes played out for them. In the 1954 version, to see Humphrey Bogart, who is also, if not a national treasure, a world treasure, and if you're okay with the play, if you're okay with talking heads, for lack of a better phrase, then go for 2023. 2023, however, is special because it has Lance Reddick's last rule, and it's also the director's last um, last movie. Oh, wow. And he directed Exorcist, which is why this is coming close to Halloween, but it's definitely not a Halloween movie. William Friedkin passed away just before Lance Reddick did. So this movie is more or less surrounded oh, wow. by ghosts. But they are very good ghosts at that. Michael, thank you for this. Have a great day. You too, and I think it's important that we keep remembering what mental health means to all of us and that we work hard to make sure that everyone does well. Yeah, I agree. That's entertainment critic Michael McNeely. The Kane Mutiny Court Martial is available to stream on Paramount+, Plus, but you can also find it on demand on Apple TV or Google Play, and you can find Michael on Twitter at Michael D. McNeely. McNeely is spelt with two E's, M-C-N-E-E-L-Y. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.